and welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Shabazz, and of course, I am one of your hosts. And joining me today, I've got my two other lovely co-hosts. He's got eyebrows so intense, but eyelashes so gentle. Daniel. Hello? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Hi. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Um, I'm conflicted. <laughs> Why conflicted? Uh, just because I feel like my eyebrows, my eyelashes are now at war with, they are. with they each are. other. Well, so. they are. I, I feel like I constantly see them just whipping at each other. Yeah, they're very, they're, they're very, very close. close. They're within proximity of one yeah, another. Definitely. It's funny. I went to the eye doctor this week. And he was like, I've never seen the face like this. No, before. but she was actually just like, oh. when she was checking my eyes, she's yeah. like, well, your eyelashes are in the way. I'm like, what should I do? <laughs> so I had to she like, ripped them off. so I had to like open my eyes like super bright or so super wide. Yeah. And the light was so bright that uh, I'm still recovering today. I'm, I'm noticing that you're also not looking at us when you're talking. You're no. The other way. I'm, so they, they I'm must still re- have done something. I'm still recovering because I had to get my pupils dilated as well, too. Uh, so We have a great story about that. We do we'll tell one story. day. We'll, we'll tell. We will tell it after then. We'll tell, uh, we just, uh, uh, let me introduce, let, let's finish let me introduce we'll finish Anthony rest, here. Yeah. He's got arms that'll crush you, but hair that'll uh, season your omelet. Uh, hair Anthony. that will season your omelet? I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. He's got salt and pepper I hair. Oh, <laughs> okay. okay, I get it. Okay. You get it? I get it. We get it. I, I thought like, instead of going with the racial um, openings, yeah. uh, it's 2021 now, guys. Yeah, so or the attack to... on physical appearance. Now I'm now body, body shaming. Yeah. yeah, now we're at body shaming. <laughs> that's what I'm at now. <laughs> <laughs> body shaming. But I, I, I open with either something that's really mean or really aggressive, and yeah. then I, I soften it with something that's sweet. Like your eyelashes, so gentle, yeah. and your hair, it's seasoning. It's like dark chocolate, you know, just uh, bittersweet. Is that me now? (laughs) You're talking about me? I'm describing you now. (laughs) (laughs) As always, you can catch a brand new episode of the movie podcast every single Monday. And make sure to check out the week for our review episodes because they're just going to drop out of nowhere. Like you're just chilling at home one day and boom in your phone. Review. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Your phone's on fire. <laughs> what do we do? Uh, don't forget to follow us at the Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterbox, and more. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We are still on the hunt for 200 five star reviews. We're so close, though. We're very close. We're, We're very close. you know final weeks of August. Yeah, I think if we really push. If you really steal your family's really iPhones, um, just give them five stars. Just to everybody in your family, just message them right now. Hey. Can you give the movie podcast five stars? Yeah. And they're like, what's that? Yeah. Don't worry about it. And you know, here we love shouting out our, our listeners and our fans. And you know, I want to give a huge shout out to Case Kirby from Texas. Thank you for listening, Case. Uh, I know that you've been following us and you've been messaging us. So that, thank you so much. Definitely. We've got some mailbag write-ins as well, too, this time. And uh, we're going to get to how you can let us, or how you can talk to us in a minute as well. Yeah. Lots of ways. Lots of ways. And I'm, I've mentioned some of them before. Uh, one of the ones that sorry, I forgot to mention, though. Was that we have an email now? We started, you know, it's 2021. We decided, we decided, what's this email thing? Everyone we were like, using? hey, no one is sending us mail to our post box. Yeah. So why not create an email? And I think it's working out pretty well for so us. So far, so good. Yeah. So far, yeah. so good. We've gotten two write ins yeah. already. Okay. And the email, by the way, is hello at the moviepodcast.ca. Very, it, sorry, go ahead. Was it return to sender email? It was a lot of return to sender emails. Yes, it was actually. <laughs> no, um, we, uh, we, we thought, what's easy to remember? People always say hello, and we are the movie podcast, and we're in Canada, so why not? Right? We used it, what was it, this time, this time with.com slash hello was the last yeah, one, right? It, no, was it hello? Or was wasn't it this time with.com? 
Now we can't remember it after we always made the mistakes of it. Listen, we'll move on. Hello at the movie podcast. (laughs) Hello at the movie podcast. Make sure to follow us there on your email uh, social media. Yeah. Add us to your favorites. Add us to your VIP list. (laughs) First, first mailbag, Matt writes in and asks, with the recent uh, revelations that actors such as Jake Gyllenhaal, Mila Kunis, Ashen Kutcher, and more don't bre- bathe, I was going to say breathe, don't bathe, I just want to ask, you all bathe, right? Love the show and looking forward to your TIFF coverage, Matt. Um, I'm a, I'm a strict bather. Like I morning, I wake up, I have to shower right away. No matter what, no matter how late I am to something or where I'm going, I have to shower. Uh, and at night I like to dabble in the shower as well. I don't do baths though. I can't, I'm, I can't sit still in a bath stewing in my sewage. Right. Personally. Um, but that's just me. Well, what about you guys? Anthony, what about you? You look, you look like a bather for sure. Yeah, I, I, I wash myself. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. We're, we're all For those who don't, you, 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 you need to. Y'all need soap. You need you know? to. Daniel, you as well? Oh, more than, more than above average. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, sure. like, no. Oh, no, no, no. no, no, no. Hell no. Oh, above shower. average for sure. Like, okay, if, I, yeah. if I could take a shower in the morning and at night, I will. I just yeah. don't but, understand. Like, what's, are they trying to save the world by not I bathing? I don't think so. No, they're, they're just, I think... The reasoning for some of them, again, it's very different for everybody, right? But I think I think Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, I saw, they said like, oh, they, uh, you know, we do the, the the sniff test, and if there's a bad smell, then that's when they take a shower, or Ooh, then that's disgusting. But like, opinion. I mean, like, I just feel like, gross. Like, I can't go into my sheets at night. Feeling yeah, dirty, your body, you know, like bacteria. if you go for yeah, your body extrudes bacteria. That's why like you get pimples or you get like rashes and shit like yeah. that. So you need to wash. And there's so many like natural way, ways of washing. And yeah, washing is a natural ability. Yeah, it's I'm, water. It's water. We're not living in caveman times, you know. And these are rich people too, so they can afford their water bill. Yeah, yeah and you guys can afford like the good natural, like real, like non-toxic stuff. You know, probably. give us the yeah, chemical yeah. soap. Like, I'm over here using like Old Spice to you know, wash I'm using my body. Just bleach when oh, I'm coming. Oh my goodness, you know? that's like rich people problems. You know, that's yeah. rich people. I think problem. Terry Crews also came out saying that if you don't sweat, you don't have to shower. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Is that he actually say that? Yeah, he you did. should sweat when you. That means you're you healthy. Just, you just yeah. always. I think everyone always sweats. I'm sorry. Is there a gentleman outside talking <laughs> his horn at us about it? <laughs> so, my yeah, goodness. That, was the, that horn was on our end. <laughs> I also showered. Let them know <laughs> I showered too. Uh, I love that uh, somebody asked Jason Momoa this, and he's like, oh, yeah. of course, I'm Aquaman. So. He's always showering. Good no, man. You, Good please, stuff. everyone out there, um, just shower. The people around you will thank you. There I, is there is a, a lot of people, a lot of people that don't shower. Oh, yeah. We know. We know. We smell it. We smell it. We, Especially during you're the not summertime, hiding. it comes out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's a fragrant, fragrance that you do not want it to yeah. smell. Masks have definitely helped. A hundred percent. It's helped with the bad breath. Yeah. Bad yeah. breath and, and even sm- like the smells. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. But the second you take that mask off, you're like, oh my goodness, did you this, not shower? Did you yeah. just eat a sandwich of feces? Did you just shit on yourself? Oh, wow. <laughs> Is that too much? No, that was, that was the right amount. Okay. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, like... If you're if you're just like one of those people like man like I want to take a shower but I don't know if there's like what else do I do in there to because I get so bored then listen to the movie podcast when you're in the shower I've so. I've heard that's one of the best ways to listen to it that's a great way to take an hour plus long shower you need a really good speaker though if you get, like I've tried to listen to podcasts in the shower not ours though. Not your, not ours. Not ours, no. no, 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 no. He said, not yours. No. <laughs> <laughs> the one that he's guessing on right now. And it's hard to hear. 
Especially I, you got your curtain or you got... What do you do with the curtain? I'm so confused. Well, it's like a shower curtain, right? What the shower curtain, curtain. such an issue? There's two curtains. There's the outside is curtain. Is it oh, soundproof and curtains? And these, the curtain is blocking. Gotcha. And then you got the shower. Yeah. Yeah. How are you supposed to like really focus was, on what... <laughs> how loud is your shower? I saw someone on social media asking him like, can I take my AirPods with me in the shower? If I wear a shower cap, I'm like, I feel like maybe you don't need them in the shower. No. Maybe you don't need to have those with you in the yeah, shower. Yeah, no. You can buy one of those shower heads with the speakers built into them yeah. or like a yeah. waterproof. A Bluetooth speaker that's Bluetooth waterproof. Speaker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, we, we how, shower. Long, how long are your showers, though? I'm a little concerned now. Oh, like they could be like 20 minutes. Oh, okay, that's normal. That's not 20, too bad. That's on the minutes. low side for a lot of people. Like in the wintertime, it's... Oh, like when it's really, really cold. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Those I'll, are I'll fucking burn in there. Oh, oh, sorry. There it is. Yeah. There it is. Hey, that's I was like, it would be like right you in know, the beginning. It's like eh? hell coming out of there. Yeah, it was spewing fire. Yeah. yeah, boiling water. Do you guys? Do you guys prefer hot showers? Yes. Uh, yeah. I would. I would generally say I do prefer hot showers. There's the odd day. I think whenever I've traveled like to the Middle East and stuff, I'll take a nice cold shower there. Yeah. Um, but normally, yes, a hot shower. I need to. I need a cold shower after I work out. Yeah, because it's it's hard because yeah. then I'll just be sweating. Yes, yeah, after of the day. A workout, it needs to be a cold. Um, but sometimes in the morning, like I'll take a warm shower, and then the last like minute, I'll just go like let's go ice cold, ice cold. just so I could wake up. Yeah, it's good for your hair and it's for your yeah. body because yeah. you're well, especially your hair because it does the, the heat doesn't dry it out. But yes, cold sh- like I, what I'll do is I'll do a hot shower, but I won't wash my hair warm. I'll wash it cold. Mm, that explains why your hair so, is so sultry. And I'll just take salt the, and pepper the salt and pepper. the coldness out of it. I like it. Thank you. Great question. Yeah, I'm so glad that uh, we discussed that. And I'm so glad our fans now know that we bathe. We just there wanted, was a lot of contention. I wanted there. us to put out a statement just yeah. to, for them to make sure. Yeah. And uh, I believe we have our first correction. Is that is that the case here? First one? We do. All right. In episode 115, when Daniel is talking about Clint Eastwood's filmography, he mentions his last good movie was Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips did not star Clint Eastwood or have any connection with him. He might have been referring to Sully. Sincerely disappointed. And they added a uh, Simpsons gift. I don't know who this gentleman is, but Daniel, do you have a, um, a statement or a or anything to come back with? Um, you know, this is a this is a proper correction, and I mm-hmm. and I stand by being corrected. That's mm-hmm. what this is. What this is this is what it's here for. Mm-hmm. You know, I will um, note that Daniel has a single tear coming from his <laughs> eye when he's talking about this. Um, but it's funny though, because like we, all, I think. Y'all knew what I was talking about, though. I you guys knew what I was talking I, about. I don't know if I did. You guys were you a guys were weirdly of... quiet. You're like, yes, I'm like, yeah, Captain, Captain Phillips. Phillips. Okay, Captain Phillips is the one from uh, Doug Doug uh, Dougie Dougie. What's his name? The guy you who directed Paul Greengrass. Paul Greengrass. That's it. Is yeah. that what you call him? Yeah, call I call him, him I call him Dougie. <laughs> Paul Dougie Greenglass. I, I, I call him Dougie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, Paul Greengrass, the yeah. director of uh, Born. The Born I'm series. trying to find like you know the degrees of Philip to Clint Eastwood. Oh, this, like the how many degrees are Yeah, like there? maybe you were just thinking about it. Like the production assistant was no, the same I, on both movies? I was just thinking of uh, Tom Hanks. That's it. Oh. That's literally... You weren't thinking of Philip Phillips, the, the Who band. the hell is Philip Phillips? Or the singer-songwriter. No, I was Who's... literally just thinking of what were Tom yeah, Hanks movies that came you, man. out. I'm trying to no, save man. you, man. I'm trying to save you. I have the easiest answer. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to it's save you, Tom man. Hanks movie. <laughs> Tom <laughs> Hanks was in a movie with Clint Eastwood, and Clint Eastwood was singing Philip Phillip. Philip. <laughs> and that's how Daniel knew. Okay. No, I also just called the movie Sully Captain Phillips. Yeah. Just, you know, just yeah. in case. Because remember when on, on the plane when the Somalian pirates boarded? <laughs> and took over, and that's why they landed in the Hudson. Damn, that'd be a great movie. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the pilot. I'm the pilot now. 
Yeah, but I don't know who wrote this, but they probably sound handsome. They, That's they, all I'm going to say. Uh, a little too much time on their hands, yeah. I think. Personally. I hope they don't work for a podcast. I hope not nah. either. <laughs> uh, we've got some announcements, so I'm going to kick it over to the man with the eyebrows, Dan. Oh, I was going to say the man who got the movie wrong. <laughs> so. uh, you guys already know what I'm going to tell you. Every week. Every week. We have had an amazing lineup of special guests on the movie podcast, and it's not stopping. We have more planned for the next couple weeks, including one today, but we'll talk about that very soon. Uh, Tony Bancroft, he's a Disney animation legend. Tara Strong is a voice acting legend. Gabriel Berestein is a cinematographer who worked on Black Widow and so many other films in the MCU and across the board. Phenomenal. We had such a great conversation with him, Shay. I'm still thinking about... Him just smoking a cigar, talking to us about Sergio Leone. And the, and the hawk that was flying by. <laughs> Listen to that episode, you'll hear it. Yeah. Uh, Billy McClellan, he's a fantastic actor who joined uh, Anthony and I on the show a few weeks ago. And Loki director Kate Heron. So there's lots to listen to on the movie podcast feed, so definitely check it out. Uh, we have a re- brand new reviews out for Marvel Studios What If, where we review the first three episodes, spoiler free, so definitely check that out. As well as our reviews for The Suicide Squad, Free Guy, The Green Knight, Jungle Cruise, and so much more. Uh, August is slowly wrapping up. It's going by fast, but we have a few more movies still coming. Uh, the Night House is one that we will be reviewing and that will be on the feed this week. Candyman, whenever we watch it, we'll review it. And Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which we will be watching soon. Definitely look out for our review of that. And we've already told you as well that we are going to be at the Toronto International Film Festival this year. So look forward to all of our coverage from that festival. It's our favorite festival of the year. We cannot wait. Stay tuned. Thank you so much, Daniel, for those announcements. That was great. Thank you. On today's episode of the Movie Podcast, we're joined by Cinco Paul, the creator and writer of Schmigadoon, which just wrapped its season finale on Apple TV+. Let's get right into it. Hello, Cinco. Thank you so much again for joining us today. We hope you're staying safe. How's your day going so far? It's going great, but now it's even better because I'm here with you guys. Oh, I love it. I Too love kind. it. Uh, honestly, as I told you, we are such big fans of the show, and uh, I think I've been singing the majority of the songs for, I feel like, weeks now. Where did this show come from, and where does the name like Schmigadoon come from? Um, well, you know, I've loved musicals my whole life, since I was a, a little boy. My mom would play Camelot and South Pacific and Guys and Dolls, all these cast recordings. And so I think that's when I first fell in love with musicals. And then I was too cool for them for a little bit, you know, and and then I got pulled back in. I was asked to play piano for my high school's musical my freshman year. It was how to succeed in business without really trying it. And, uh, and I found my tribe. I just loved it. You know, I loved being part of it. I really wanted to be on stage, but they kept on telling me, no, we need you to play piano. Because <laughs> my acting abilities were limited. Ultimately, finally, my senior year, you know, I got to, to play one of the leads in the musical. But up to that point, I was just playing piano. But but I loved it. And, and so it came out, the show mostly came out of that lifelong love of musicals and, and movies and musical theater. But the, the genesis of the idea is sort of crazy because I was re-watching one of my favorite movies. This is about 25 years ago. I think I pinpointed it as 1997. And I was watching An American Werewolf in London. And <laughs> the opening is of those two guys backpacking, right? Like hiking through the countryside. And I thought, 
whoa, the, the opening to this is just like Brigadoon. Two guys, you know, buddies hiking. And I thought, what if these two guys stumbled on a musical somehow that <laughs> instead of a werewolf, what if it was a musical? And I, I didn't know what to do with it. So I filed it away. And then finally, after, you know, all those animated movies and everything, I was ready to do live action, something a little more grown up and took some meetings to do TV. And Lauren Michaels company said, we're also interested in something in the musical vein, if that would interest you. And then suddenly I, that idea that I had had way back when popped back into my head. And it was thinking of the name of Schmigadoon was one of the things that <laughs> crazily <laughs> enough, like turned to the key for me to say like, oh, this could be a show. Yeah. And obviously it's, you know, it's a play on Brigadoon, but it's just a way to say, but this is silly. <laughs> I like that. That's really I like cool. That. This is it's very distinct. Really cool. Yeah. You know, like whenever like you bring up the name of the show to somebody like it's not one that people may think of right away, but I think it gives it such an identity. And like you said, like it's, you know, Brigadoon, but silly. I, I, I like that. You know, it makes it its own. And, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's so the show's so fun throughout. It's definitely a conversation starter with that kind of a name. People are always like, OK, I'll have to. How do you spell that? And I'm like, uh, let me tell you in a few minutes how to spell that. Actually, <laughs> I've looked at myself. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of weight. What? What was that again? <laughs> and there was, a, there was pushback, you know, for, because it's kind of, it's weird and it's a little scary, but none of the other names that were proposed were anything close to that, you know? And so we, so Schmigadoon won out. What was, it did. What was the runner up of, of names? There were no runners. Bridge uh, <laughs> to a musical, musical oh. town. No. I mean, one that I kind of liked was Revival. Oh, okay. That's not I, bad. I yeah. like that because it has a double meaning, but people thought that sounds like a sci-fi. It does. <laughs> right, it does. Show, and it's like, yeah, schmigadoon. Yeah, I'm glad it's not bridge to the musical. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> now, the, the entire cast is absolutely phenomenal. Were there any roles written specifically for the actors, like Cecily Strong or uh, Keegan-Michael Key? Yeah, Cecily was attached really early on. So 100% Melissa was written for her with her in mind. There's a lot of her in Melissa. Melissa gets drunk because Cecily, you know, knocks being drunk out <laughs> of the park. Yeah, so I don't like it. Totally yeah, totally written for her. And I will say that I wrote Mildred Layton for Kristen. Her picture was up in the writer's room. Jane's picture was up in the writer's room for the, for the Countess. And that was that episode's written by Allison Silverman, who had worked with Jane on Kimmy Schmidt. And oh, so awesome. she wrote it with Jane in mind. And I said, oh, yeah, that's that's perfect. And then once we had Jane, I realized, oh, that character doesn't have a song. <laughs> and I said, I better write a song for her and so Allison had written the monologue then uh she'd written this great monologue for the countess about all these men that had left her for the help <laughs> and I thought oh okay that's a song and then I will say also Jaime Camille is is a friend of mine who became a friend I met him at the premiere of Secret Life of Pets he had done a little voice in it and and I'm a huge Jane the Virgin fan. And and there's a lot of Jane the Virgin in this show, I think, playing, you know, a show that plays with a particular genre. But so that was written, Doc Lopez was written for him. It's very cool. We love that Schmigadoon can make fun of the absurdity of musicals, but also pay tribute to them. Uh, what were some of your favorite musicals that you pulled from to ingest into this uh, this show? 
Well, I mean, my favorite musical, uh, Guys and Dolls is one of my all-time favorite musicals. So there's a little bit of, you know, Cecily and Aaron sing a duet that's a little bit of If I Were a Bell from Guys and Dolls. And then this Cross the Bridge song is very much Sit Down, You Rock in the Boat and Brotherhood of Man. Right. Those, those classic Frank Lester gospely shows. But Music Man has always been a favorite of mine. And, and the town of Schmigadoon, the, you know, the, probably the foundation of it is River City, right, from, from Music Man. But there's, you know, you'll find a lot of Oklahoma in there, Carousel, obviously Sound of Music, once Definitely. you get to episode four, uh, there's a lot of that. So those are, there's sort of five or six that are the foundations, but then there's a lot of Others are Seven Brides for Seven Brothers in there. There's a little South Pacific, King and I. You know. I love them all. Yeah. Singing in the Rain, Singing in the Rain yeah. is you know one of my favorite movies of all time, and the greatest music movie musical ever. And so there's definitely some nods to that here too. Oh, it definitely. And I know you mentioned uh, episode four. I think you know that wonderful song that Cecily sings, uh, the the Do Re Mi like parody song yes. uh does that song have an official name that's going to be on the soundtrack i'm just curious now yeah va jai na oh <laughs> perfect <laughs> i love so, it yeah. uh again throughout this entirety of the show it's only six episodes but i feel like you have just like a an amazing compilation of music in it what were like what were your favorite songs throughout the entirety of the series and what do you think was the hardest song to write in the show Ah, oh, that's a the hardest song to write is a really good question. Um, my favorites, I, I love With All of Your Heart, which is the song which Ariana sings with the kids. It's a very simple song, but it just yeah. it's beautiful. It, it's it works really well. And she does an amazing job. Chris Catelli, Corey, I, I knew I wanted a song with kid tap dancing kids in the Tap show. Dancing Kids on the Desk. Amazing. Tap dancing kids are the best. And so so that's always been a favorite of mine. I really do love Cross That Bridge, too. I, I love these, the upbeat ones. Um, I don't know, you know, but in some ways, the hardest one was the last song in the show, How We Change, because it's, diff it's, it's different for me because I lean on jokes a lot, you know, right. and, and fun and clever wordplay and lyrics. And that one, I knew it couldn't have any of that. That's it's, it's ultra sincere. Right. And it's also, you know, playing in the world of two of my favorite composers, Stephen Sondheim and Stephen Schwartz, you know, that song. And so I worked really hard on that one and was very nervous about it because it's so earnest, you know, and, and, uh, but I get emotional every time I hear everybody, the, the cast sing it because yeah. it's sort of a special song for me. And I, I love songs sort of at the end of musicals that kind of sum up what it was all about and everybody gets their little line or something like that. So, yeah, the show, the show is just so funny, but when I, I love that you guys are also not afraid to take it somewhere serious as well. And I, and I love at the beginning of, pretty much every episode that we've had that flashback that's gone back to their lives before Schmigadoon. And you really start to understand who, um, who like uh, who these characters are before they are, before they, you know, cross that bridge the first time. 
Um, did you, what was it like trying to balance, you know, the comedy? Cause obviously you're coming from writing a bunch of other movies and animated films. What was it like balancing that comedy, but also when it time, when it's time to be sincere, you're, you're there. Yeah. I guess it's a combination of a couple of things. One is Josh and Melissa that had to be real. They had right. to feel like real people and that relationship had to feel real. Like they, like a real relationship with its problems and the, 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 the beautiful things about it, but also the things about it that are, that are hard. And so the flashbacks were really important because Josh and Melissa break up pretty early on in the show and we wanted them to spend time away from each other and get involved in these other relationships. So the flashbacks were a way to get them, let the audience see them together more. Right. You know, good times and bad times, but it is also important to show the good times, right? That, that oh, there was something there, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, people are rooting for them to get back together. But then also just the sincerity and the earnestness of these old musicals, I love that. And, and you know, not a dash of cynicism. And, and, and I think we need that. It's, things are a little too cynical and dark and look, I, I love those TV shows too. You know, if I made my top 10 list, there'd be cynical and dark shows in there. But I think we need a counter to that sometimes. There's something, this is fun and it's joyful and it's very sincere and maybe too much for some people, but, but that was always the goal. Well, I think it's I funny it. to say that because, you know, right now on Apple TV Plus, you have your show and Ted Lasso that are so happy, full of energy and, are complete opposites of what we're seeing on TV right now. And honestly, between both the shows, I'm like, man, these are so great. So yeah, thank you so much for making a show that's happy, but also real. Oh, well, thanks. That that means a lot. And I love Ted Lasso. And I said to, to Dana Tumier, who's the, the exec at Apple that we've been dealing with the most. And I said, wow, it's just like, now you have these two shows that are both real really positive and uplifting. And she said, hmm, yeah, it's almost like we planned it. <laughs> and uh, and, and she, I said, okay, I get it. You had a master plan and it's, you know, it's worked beautifully. And uh, it's true. I think they, they looked at the landscape and they looked at what was on Amazon and Netflix and these other, and they said, Hmm, there's something missing. And, and I, anytime anyone pairs us with Ted Lasso, I feel totally honored. Like we mentioned before, this episode is coming out after the season finale, and we end on this major cliffhanger of Josh and Melissa are going to make it across this bridge. Is there anything you can give us, anything you can tell us about what's coming next? Even a hint. Well, I don't know if anything's coming next yet. I mean, hopefully. I mean, I, I we wrote that ending so that it could feel kind of complete right, right. It's, a, it's a complete story like josh has sung to her and she stepped away and said you know she gave him the space to sing on his own and stopped pushing and you know they've sort of we always thought like these two need to change before they can actually have a, a relationship together right and so that's happened but i didn't want to show them actually crossing the bridge because i have ideas right <laughs> about um, how the story could continue. And they're pretty fun and I'm excited, but I cannot say anything yet. Are you kidding me? No, <laughs> that's but, fair. Uh, but hopefully by the time this airs, you know, maybe there'll have been an announcement 
fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I think I think it's, it was such a perfect way to end the first season. And I also think that the show does such a good job of not outstaying its welcome too. I mean, it's only six episodes and you do so much within those six episodes that by the end of it, I literally just rewatched it on the weekend and I just burned through it in one sitting just because uh-huh. it was just so easy to watch. And it's just, I love that. Oh, thanks. That's nice. You know, we wrote eight episodes and then Apple said, you know what? We're only going to do six. So then that was like <laughs> the hardest job of, of my life, which was, you know, the writer's room had closed. So I'm all on my own and I have to turn oh, wow. eight episodes into six. And, uh, but ultimately I think it was the right instinct because you want people wanting more. You don't want to overstate right. your welcome. I mean, I was sad that we lost some stuff, you know, and then had to compress things. But ultimately I think it was for the, the best. Right. So hats off to you, Apple, <laughs> um, <laughs> for that. But yeah, that you, to me, and I think Cecily expressed the same thing, which is, which is, oh, I'm so happy that it even happened. And, right. and, if, and if we don't get to do another one, oh, it was just amazing that we got to do this and it's exactly what we wanted it to be. That's awesome. But if we got to do more, that would be amazing too. Well, awesome. I hope some of the songs yeah. that got cut out from these two episodes maybe make their way into what we see in the future. You know, fingers crossed yeah. again. Fingers crossed again. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sigal, before we wrap up, is there anything you're currently watching that you really, really like, or is there anything that you're looking forward to in the future that's coming out that you want to share with us that you're that you would like to watch? Um, well, you know what? I love never have I ever so much. I don't know if you watch just the Mindy Kaling created show. Yeah. That's the main just, actress is uh, from our hometown. Actually. She is. She's yeah. phenomenal. She's yeah. great. She's amazing. Um, I really love that show. So I've been watching that. Is it like new shows? Is that what you mean? Yeah. To talk about? yeah, yeah. New shows yeah, or anything that you're watching that you would like yeah, to I, share? I recently discovered Enlightened, which I had never watched before, which was Mike White's show with Laura Dern, which I thought was yeah. really great. And so now I'm watching White Lotus, which is like the anti schmigadoon you know? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> That's why you need you need both. In you need life. both sides. I I totally enjoy or am made super uncomfortable by White Lotus. I I think I don't know if we're meant to enjoy that show, but right. but um that I'm enjoying. Yeah, what else is there? There's just I'm cited for season two of Ted Lasso, of course. Oh yeah, and uh, oh evil. Evil. I love this show so much. I haven't gotten, I haven't started season two yet, but boy, it was on CBS and I love that. That's Robert and Michelle King, you know, who are like incredible showrunners and writers, but that show's great. I don't know if you guys have not checked it out. I see from your faces, it looks like maybe you haven't. <laughs> no, Evil. I haven't, haven't yet. I'll have to check it out then. Yeah, it's Definitely. on Paramount Plus now, I guess, because that's the CBS streamer, right? right? Yeah. This is why we ask this question so we can know more about these shows that people are missing out on. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a great show. It's a it's sort of a horror show, but also with a lot of comedy and social commentary in it. It's very awesome. I dig it. Well, honestly, Sango, this has been awesome talking to you. We want to be respectful of your time as well, of course, but thank you so much for taking the time and talking to us about Schmigadoon. We absolutely love the show Uh, and we cannot wait to see 
where things go from here. Fingers crossed again uh, that we'll get to see more of these characters because we really love Josh and Melissa and the entire cast of this town. So uh, hopefully we'll see you again down the road. I hope so too. And thank you so much. I, I, I love that you love the show and respond to it in that way. And I had a great time talking with you guys about it. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Cinco. And next year. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Wow. I know I say that after every single interview, but my God, the, the revelations that came out from that, that interview Seiko is such a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. He's, very, he's such very a kind, kind soul. He is a very kind soul. I also kept getting lost in his eyes. I don't know if that was if he was trying to hypnotize me, but he did. He didn't. And I think he just convinced you to uh, to watch Schmigadoon again. I actually will be starting it soon again, one for sure. <laughs> it's funny, though, because like, obviously we we spoke on how much we love the show. So it's it just really cool to be able to talk to somebody who created something that we love so much. And yeah. hopefully, now that it's all out, people who like to binge watch the series can now just dive into it and watch the entirety of the show yeah totally watch it watch it let's jump into the news when you go "Ah," i'm like did you just take a sip of like ice cold coca-cola i took took an ice cold sip of that news right there baby like that was good every single time like i think i'm just a little still traumatic from all the the ones we did remotely right where it was like and it was like it was i think we were like sos captain phillips right there you captain know? phillips or sully so, or sully one you of never them no uh but let's get into our first news which is a, it's just a really good one a really big one it's kind of a, uh, a follow-up to last week as right well. the official follow-up the official follow-up calling all big screen buffs and extra butter lovers cineplex launches cineclub canada's first of its kind movie subscription program for just 9.99 a month this is coming from Cineplex directly, from the horse's mouth. Right from the press release they sent us. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they call it now? A press release? The old press release, you know? <laughs> Cineplex Entertainment has officially announced the exciting launch of Cineclub, a first-of-its-kind movie subscription program in Canada. As movie lovers rejoice in the return to the big screen, Cineclub delivers an even more affordable and convenient way to get back to the theater experience that they've missed for so long. For just $9.99 plus tax a month, Cineclub members receive one regular admission ticket every month with no expiration date. Additional tickets at the member price of $9.99 as well as discounts on concessions, purchases at the Cineplex store, and on amusement gaming at entertainment venues The Rec Room and Palladium. Cineclub is a unique entertainment offering for guests looking to reconnect and recharge with family and friends at one of Cineplex's 161 theaters across the country. Daniel, give me your thoughts on this. Uh, listen, I am uh, officially a sellout, uh, having received a package from Cineplex. You did, yes. Uh, so I did receive, uh, for those of you who follow on the movie podcast feed on Inst- and me on Instagram, Cineplex did send a box with like a hoodie in it and like candy in it and a little welcome back sign. So take whatever I'm s- about to say with a grain of salt. But <laughs> this is the greatest service ever created. No, I'm kidding. We were not paid to say that and they did not pay us to give us anything. But... Uh, this is really cool. Honestly, this is something, this is a continuation of what we were talking about last week, which kind of broke a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, 10 bucks a month, you get a movie ticket, you get, uh, if you want to say an IMAX or an AVX screening, which typically we normally do, there's a small upgrade fee, which is still cheaper than buying the ticket at full price. At full price. Um, discount on concession, like this is a no-brainer. If you're, if you're someone who goes to the movies, I would even say just a few times a year. This still makes sense because you're still building up all of your tickets mm-hmm. that you could use. And I think you could use up to like three per per transaction, like in three per day. There's like, there's a lot to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but for 10 bucks a month, 
I think this is a really smart move. And I think Cineplex sees this and they're like, okay, we know that not everybody, like we're, we're in the minority, the three of us. Mm-hmm. And maybe who listen to the show? If you listen to the show, you're obviously a big movie fan. Mm-hmm. But Or fan of us. Or fan of us. Maybe just like our voices. Yeah. But they know that they're not going to be getting money consistently from people. But if they could get them into a, subs- a subscription service where they get at least 10 bucks a month, that's going to bring them a lot more revenue right. for that, right? Even if you don't go see a movie in July or August or whenever. Um, maybe theaters close again. Who knows? Oh, no. But at least we'll have tickets building up to watch when they do open up again. Right. You think that? Can, you think that's in the fine print when theaters are closed? No tickets, tickets are granted. No tickets no! are granted. I hope not. I don't think so. I didn't see anything like that in the FAQ. But um, no, I think I think this is an awesome deal. I'm so glad that we finally have something like this. It's not unlimited movies, but also unlimited movies is not. Feasible. Feasible. That does not make sense. Yeah, it's not like what Cine Club offered or whatever we had. Not Cine Club, sorry. Cinemia. Cinemia, my yeah. apologies. Cinemia, and then there's another one too. I think it was movie, the AMC Movie Club, right? It was Movie Club, but there was another one too. I just can't Maybe. remember. It was a third party one, right? The third party one, yeah. yeah that, but there's a reason why those didn't survive because exactly. they could not. They could it not. Was just, it was not that. realistic. Like, you no. can't charge $10 a month and be like, see as many as you want. And then all of a sudden mm. it's like, oh, but you can only see from like 3 to 3.30 p.m. Right. It was the movies. Yeah. The, and there was always, and it can't be new releases. It can't yeah. be this. But this is like, this just makes sense. I could go see The Suicide Squad or I could go see whatever movie in IMAX. Yeah. Uh, and only have to pay four extra bucks. So, so my or six extra bucks. I think for IMAX it was six extra dollars, and then the movies that we typically see are always AVX, which we love AVX. Right. Uh, those are that's only an additional two dollars. Right. Did so they include VIP. Yes, VIP is there, so it's only a, a small additional. Yeah, I can't remember what the exact uh, fee for that one is, but yes, it's also there too. Cool. So I think I think this is awesome. It's nice to see that this is officially uh, rolled out. I love that Landmark Cinema tried to uh, usurp one, usurp them, and uh, drop theirs earlier. But uh, Cineplex had a good launch of this, and I think people have been really excited about it. Yeah. I, I signed up day one. So. Yeah, same. Yeah, same here. And I know that um, Landmarks is very similar, but they have two other modes as well, or two other tiers. Sorry, one is like twenty dollars a year, and I think it just kind of gives you some points or something like that. And then twenty dollars a year, right? Yeah. Said, yeah. It's and crazy. Then there's one that's just free, which I mean I think that's just you being a person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think I'm a I think I'm with a free one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and this one you have to be scene member, but I don't know who's gonna go see movies who aren't scene members. Yeah. You know? Anthony, what do you think? For me, I I clear I see the value for me personally, mm. but I I'm trying to you know, I don't go watch movies on my own. And if I'm a family I'm looking going to watch it with them or maybe right. a significant other. So I'm, I don't see the value yet in terms of a family. I wish right. there was a family plan. But you do get discounts on additional think, tickets, yeah. though. Right, but I just feel like they're excluded. And there's, there's like, if I can combine me and someone else together, build and pay a little bit oh, more. Like the fan, oh, like, like, like how, how, like, let's say Apple Music, it's $15 a yeah, month for Yeah, so a pay yeah, $15 yeah, yeah, yeah. a month. They also get a ticket, and I get right. a ticket. You know, like yeah, I, I got you because but I, but I also think when it's a higher price like that, you're opening it up to being like, oh, like now it's twenty five dollars a month, and a family may be like, yeah, we don't go to the movies that often to right. enough to, to justify that, right? But if, yeah, but if you are if you're gonna get one ticket for free and you have five members, and then you you're getting a discount on those tickets, right? Yeah, you're getting uh, a discount on it in within the family plan. I wish there was just. I don't know. I just wish there was some sort of family option. Yeah, like just a, an additional like, tier additional to it. Tier to it. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, this is something that just launched again. So as they start working yeah. out the kinks, trying 100%. to see how people react to them, yeah. get the I, feedback from get people the feedback like us, like right? Us. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if something down the road like that happens. But I like that right now they've kept it simple. 
it's uh, there's no risk involved really. You you know you just pay that monthly fee and you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the additional VIP price for um, a Cineplex ticket is ten dollars. Okay. Yeah, and a member price ticket is twenty dollars. So okay. still, it's about four dollars cheaper than seeing it. Right. I wonder, like, we should do the math one day and just figure out: is it worth the subscription, or is it like because we we know like you get twenty percent off and all that. Um, those are great options, but it's the ticket price that I'm just still trying to figure out: is it worth that ten dollars just for that free ticket? You I think have, definitely you have is, to yeah. really, but is it worth it if you are going to not a regular screening? Well, yeah, because it's still cheaper than paying for the full price, right? Like if I, if is we it, always go isn't to, isn't it the same price though? No, it's like usually about three to four dollars less. So I would be, so I'm just thinking VIP. Let's say VIP is 25 bucks, right? Is it 25? Usually it's just about $25. Yeah. A member ticket. So it's 10 bucks. So a, a regular admission for Cineplex is 13, 50 or $14. Correct. Right. Uh, a member price ticket. So if I'm just buying a, a normal general ticket, admission. general admission with under Cine, a Cine Club, it's ten dollars now. Yeah. So you're still saving money. And what's um, an IMAX screening? An IMAX is sixteen dollars, or sorry, it's six dollars extra on your free ticket. But if but you're with, buying it on a member price, with, without, yeah. without the members, without the members, it's nineteen uh, forty-five in Ontario here. You knew and, that, like really? Yeah, because that's what I looked at. That's why. <laughs> Uh, you knew that really well there you 1618 1618 yes but I'm saying without like the like base price well, oh IMAX. oh without Cine Club 1945 yeah got you oh well, it depends where you go though um, I looked at about four theaters okay, cause I, thought, I thought like they were like $22 yeah, yeah I thought so too I mean maybe I was looking at the wrong movies but I saw 1945 and I'm like oh interesting interesting so I mean it could be could be more could be less but um, at the you're end just of the day, definitely saving you're always saving when it comes to Cine Club that, I think that should be their motto you're always and saving I, when it comes to Cine Club and then they can put my name at the end of it yeah Shabazz or Shay whatever they like and they can be like Mr. Cineplex himself Mr. Cineplex himself Mr. Piece of Poo Mr. Piece of Poo who's that me uh, yeah man that's <laughs> from Mr. Piece of Poo it's a long name, but uh, but I sounds, like the alliteration of it, Mr. Like Pizza Poo. Mr. Pizza Poo. Um, <laughs> it sounds Italian, I think. It does. Um, uh, Pizza Poo. Uh, Pizza uh, Poo. Uh, um, but yeah, this is a. Uh, it's great. This is officially unveiled, and yeah, it's awesome. I've, yeah, I've been I can't happy wait to so use my. I want to use it too. Yeah. I can't wait. Shang Chi and Shang-Chi. Candyman and whatever comes out. What's going to be interesting though? Yeah, is that away, we're going to have to coordinate uh, buying tickets though sometimes because oh. you know how it spaces out beside you yeah yeah, yeah. no oh yeah but we could just buy beside each other and then we have the whole road to ourselves yes that's so true. those some hacks there for you those are some hacks and then we wonder why theaters aren't making money yeah well <laughs> Yikes. yeah uh i'm excited right. to see how this grows though yeah me too me too next story we have here is emma stone locks down deal for cruella sequel this is coming from anthony d'alessandro of deadline Oscar winner Emma Stone has closed the deal to star in the Cruella sequel in what is a very good sign for Disney as it secures talent in the wake of some criticism of its theatrical slash Disney Plus premiere model. Emma Stone's deal for Cruella 2, I hear, mutually benefits both sides, especially at a time when Disney is still assessing the dynamic window model on its event titles. Endeavor executive chairman Patrick Whitesell had this to say about the agency's client Stone and her Cruella 2 deal. While the media landscape has been disrupted in a meaningful way for all distributors, <laughs> their creative partners cannot be left on the sidelines to carry a disproportionate amount of the downside without the potential for the upside. This agreement demonstrates that there can be an equitable path forward that protects artists and aligns studios' interests with talent. 
We are proud to work alongside Emma and Disney and appreciate the studio's willingness to recognize their contributions as a creative partner. We are hopeful that this will open the door for more members of the creative community to participate in the success of new platforms. First of all, is this guy the architect from The Matrix? He's throwing out all these words like equivocal and like disproportionate. When he was like, uh, you know, you, the amount of the downside without the potential for the upside. I'm like, man, is this like a, is this the. It was a riddle for sure. Is this. <laughs> you cannot see 13 again, eh? on my face <laughs> any place. Yeah, and okay. also, I don't know what he sounds like, but that's the voice I gave him. That, I liked it. I also liked that you, there was a word that you said there uh-huh. uh, that it sounded like you just slipped into like a Boston accent for a second. Oh. Uh, I think we said partners, like partners, partners, and partners. Well, so basically, you know, saying, game? yeah, you, she's game paid. Yeah, yeah. It, but it's funny that but like, she's not saying anything. Yeah, I feel like they're just paying. I don't think there's box office options. I don't. I don't know. No. Maybe, maybe not. Are you I don't merchandising. Th- no, but I think they're just nothing like, based on your name and based on your the the amount of people you draw in this is what we value on top of your right and you're getting paid Disney's in a spot right now they're in a very interesting spot Bob Chappick chip, 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 has been in a very he's been in the in the in the hot seat right now in the right? hot seat um he's been on the tower of terror you know we're we're gonna get to another story about him very soon oh, but yeah. this is literally them looking at the Scarlett Johansson's case and being like yeah you know what Disney are everything's good with Disney and by and you have to realize, like, by them giving Emma Stone a payout, now Disney looks like they're the good guys because she's getting a lot of money. Now there's no negative press there because she's going to be compensated. Mm-hmm. This puts less heat on them when it comes to the Scarlett Johansson case, right? Because now they're looking like, yes, we pay our creators equally. Like, they're fair. They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're taken care of. Don't worry. And uh, I forgot who said it on Twitter. He was a former reporter for The Hollywood Reporter. But he said, like, this basically translates to like what Anthony said. It's very rare to see a talent agency put out a statement, which translates to she got paid. Mm-hmm. So she must have gotten a lot of money. And now it's now it's Emma Stone won't be not that she won't, but now she doesn't have to be in support vocally for Scarlett Johansson. No, it's true because now she got her due. Yeah, right. So I bet like, you that's in the contract, you know, and and that could be that could be part of it, right? And this is all part of like the public image that comes with all of this, right? Mm-hmm. But I, honestly, I'm glad because I really liked Cruella and I yeah. wanted to see, I, w- I would love to see a sequel of that. But um, yeah, very, very interesting uh, news. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to add on that one? No, nah, not really. Like, truthfully, we knew this was going to happen. Right. Uh, eventually it was going to happen. I don't know if there is anything. I just want to know what it entails. Right. But right. We'll never know that. Listen, Emma, if you want to invest into a great podcast... This is the one. Only, only real gems we'll give you. We, yeah. we can be bought so easily. Yeah. We'll be bought yeah. very easily. Yeah, it's true. It's Speaking true. of which, uh, Cineplex uh, Cineclub <laughs> is the greatest. Go service. get it right now. <laughs> Sign up now for Cineplex. Daniel, Cineclub. were you always wearing that hoodie that they give you? Yeah, I just wear it every Daniel, day now. Do you have an actual card that says Cineclub on <laughs> hey, you? Why are you dressed up as <laughs> Mr. Worst Cineplex? Did you always have the Cineplex Odeon logo <laughs> on my chest? Yes, I did. Yes, I oh, did. Oh, my goodness. Next story we have here is Shang-Chi stars Simu Liu fires back at Disney CEO over experiment comment. Ryan Parker of The Hollywood Reporter. Disney CEO Bob Chepek made the remark during an earnings call on Thursday while discussing the conglomerate's future plans for theatrical releases, calling Shang-Chi an interesting experiment for us. 
As the film only has a 45-day theatrical window, Shang-Chi, along with Free Guy, which is released this Friday, will not be made available on Disney, Pre- Disney Plus Premier Access despite the ongoing pandemic. Lu, who plays the Marvel hero Shang-Chi, was not pleased by the comment and responded via social media, We are not an experiment. He began, We are the underdog, the underestimated, we are the ceiling breakers, we are the celebration of culture and joy that will persevere after an embattled year. We're the surprise. I'm fired the F star star K up to make history on September 3rd. Join us. I don't want to use our our next F (laughs) there, you know? Uh, Shang-Chi will arrive on Disney Plus 45 days after its September 3rd release. The prospect of being able to take Marvel title to the service after being theatrical for 45 days will be yet another data point to inform our actions going forward on our titles, Chepek said during the call. Shang-Chi marks Disney's second live-action temple featuring Asian leads released amid the pandemic. The first was Mulan, which was released on September 4th, 2020. That film was available on Disney Plus Premiere Access the same day. I guess they don't count Ryan the Last Dragon because that's uh, animated. Film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's been interesting because the so far, yes, the Asian leading films are the ones that have been behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. Except for this one right Except now, for this one, right? Where it's kind of like... It's not a paywall, but it's also up against the obstruction of this pandemic, this this Delta variant that's growing, and now people are going to theaters less. So, yeah, Daniel, what do you think? You know, I'm of two minds of this. I also, like, I, I 100% stand with Simu Liu, and in the sense I like, yes, like, this is a film, like, this is a film about culture and representation, and we've never seen anything like this. Yes, they're the underdogs in the sense where we haven't seen an Asian-led superhero yeah. movie yet. It's not it's not a proven right? it's not a proven yet, thing. Right? Um but I also think the way Bob Chapik said it wasn't the way that it it's being turned into headlines. One hundred percent. Oh Bob Chapik is called Shang Chi an experiment. It's gonna see I I also, again I'm not mm-hmm. putting words in this most I that's th- the clickbait on it. You know, I think it's just him saying it's gonna be an interesting experiment. Definitely a poor choice of words. Right. Very poor choice of words. That's what I would say. But I, what if I was him if I was the CEO of Disney... Oh, what would you do, Daniel? I would have said, you know, we stand behind Shang-Chi and its theatrical release. Yes. This is a film that we believe deserves to be seen on the big screen. We want to see an Asian-led superhero film get its proper due, and we want people to go watch it in the best way possible. It's, but that's so easy for... But, but, are you but, hearing but, this, yeah, Disney? But are you hearing this? That's so easy. That's all he could have said. He didn't have to call it an experiment. Again, I get what he meant by that. Right. But, like... In this industry, words mean everything. Mm-hmm. And he could have so easily, him being in the hot seat already with so many things, could have just said that we are committed to releasing Shang-Chi on the big screen. He could have just said that. But like, and now it's turned into this whole thing. But he, yeah. yeah, he kind of like made light of the movie, which at the end of the day, we know should not be taken lightly because it is that first Marvel Asian led film. You know, you want to make sure that their representation is there. Yeah. Again, what, what I think what you're saying, Anthony, too, like this film by all, by no means is an underdog in the sense of it's the people not, who are making indie film. You know, it's not an yeah. indie film; it's a Marvel but Studios I, I movie. But I don't see the like the context of him saying this is an interesting experiment is not a, like to me. It's not an issue because Disney is paying for this film, right? And it is an experiment. We could look up other words to say experiment. And say, oh, we're back. We're back. We're hundred percent. They're backing behind this this character, or they never right. would have put him on the fucking screen. Sure. Oh, there's there's that. Other oh, sorry. There's number two. Sorry. There's yeah. number, there's two. number two. three. That's number three. I used one in the beginning. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. So I feel like this is 
this is yes i understand where he's coming from but i feel like i don't know i think there is this the way he came out was like no he who, Simu? who the way Simu, Simu came out? yeah it's like oh there is a racial tone to what he was saying and i just don't get it because i don't feel that's disney's methodology in this whole thing because disney really focuses on uh the asian culture and especially with their parks and the movies that they've come out in the past couple of years and even last year it just seems that's that's his wording and maybe his choice of words also need to be reflected on just like chapik's choice of words for an interesting experiment that's that's how i'm and i'm on both sides yeah but I feel like Chapik, when he was saying it, it was just like, yeah, it's an experiment for us as a company. They, they're a business. Like right. That's mm-hmm. the words. They, they, they're corporate people. They don't, they don't have like the, the, the right words to say when it comes to right. protecting or just being. Right. I feel like if this was Kevin Feige saying this, he would have said something yeah. along the lines that I said. Right. I think right. so. Right. Um, but it's also interesting that it's like, okay, because of the coincidence of the timing of the pandemic, it's like. Mulan was considered an experiment, and then Ryan the Last Dragon was also an experiment because it was premiere access. Um, so there was a paywall there. There's a paywall, but there's no paywall for like Pixar films and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and then oh, and then I think Simu's looking at this and he's like, oh great, we're another experiment. We're one of the other Asian Disney films that have released in the last year. That now we're being looked at as an experiment. Mm-hmm. Experiment, and this just I think it just falls back into like oh great. Here we are as as an Asian led film. We're just being put in a box again. Of like we're disposable. This is an experiment. It doesn't matter. It, it's if I if their hypothesis um, turns out, then great. If not, then oh, we were just an experiment anyway. Right, and I know right. and I know Chappie didn't mean it that way. Yeah. But I think it's the reductive way he said it mm-hmm. is what sparked a lot of outrage. Right? right. And that's the thing when you when you write down something, it doesn't. The, the, the tone, everything plays into it. Yeah, fact, the way right? headlines are putting it now, like Bob Disney CEO calls Shang-Chi an experiment. Right. Because like, yeah, I, I can but- 100% see Chapik saying it's an experiment because they're going from Premier Access to not going to Premier Access, yeah. to going to theaters and risking this movie in a sense to seeing if it yeah. makes money. And I don't think this film, again, like because when it's coming out, we're still two weeks away. I think our numbers are only going to get higher. Yep. I don't know what's going to happen. No, in the next two no, weeks with yeah. the release, right? Maybe they decide a week or two into its box office, hey, you know what? Let's put this on Premier Access now so people have an option to watch it at home. I don't know. and I, But I also think of them putting it on Premier Access right away, people would have also taken that the other way. Look yeah. what happened to Black Widow where its second weekend was awful. It got pirated to all living hell because it was available. And I don't think Disney wanted a repeat of that. So at least keeping it in theaters protects the integrity behind it but also we're in a weird spot right now we're in a yeah. really weird spot right now yeah you guys said it all i just i just watched you two go and defend simu Lu and bob chepek while i just sat here and watched i think it's just these they're they're two people who are new to their roles yeah. in a sense you know like yeah. chepek being the ceo of one of the biggest the big one yeah. of the biggest companies in the world and then simu who's becoming a, a movie star now. Movie star, and has having these um these words of frustration and and it's gonna be so interesting. The yeah. premiere of it is today. If you're listening to this on Monday, right? The red carpet is tonight. So Bob and Simu, I believe, are coming together. I think they're going to start scrapping on the red carpet. <laughs> yeah, but yo, who's gonna take who down though? It's oh, Simu, Simu. Have you seen Simu's body? Yeah, he's jacked. He's jacked, man. 
Simu, come on the show. Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about it. That's true. Next story we have here is Field of Dreams finally gets its game in Iowa. This is going from Joshua Mellon of the CNN. The CNN. Um, it's a small, small uh, news website. Small news network, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them. Probably pronounced it wrong. It's the place where dreams come true for baseball fans as the Chicago White Sox and the New York Yankees emerge from the cornfields to play the first official Major League Baseball game in the state on Thursday night on a specially built field next to the original Field of Dreams movie site in Dyersville. Dyersville? Based on W.P. Kinsella's novel, Shoeless Joe, the 1989 film Field of Dreams starring Kevin Costner is considered by many to be one of the finest sports movies of all time for how it captures the timeless nature and universal appeal of baseball. It tells the story of Iowa farmer Ray Kinsella, a husband and father who is tending to his cornfield when he hears a mysterious voice intone, If you build it, he will come. According to the American Film Institute, AFI, those words are the 39th top film quote of all time. The White Sox and the Yankees are the two favorite clubs of Ray's father, John Kinsella. Kevin Costner was at the new stadium on Wednesday before Iowa's first Major League Baseball game. Anthony, what do you think? It was This was probably the highlight of the week. You're a Field of Dreams head, I believe. Yeah, it was really, really, really cool. They got Kevin Costner to come out. They did the whole scene. From the movie, yeah, and he even acted in like that was, sequence. Yeah. And he he has a ball, and he's looking at the the field, and he turns around. And how they built this field? They built they built this this baseball diamond in a farm area in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, and behind him is corn. Yeah, so he, <laughs> so he turns. So he turns around and you see these players come out of the cornfield, just like the movie. I'm like, so oh my god, damn cool. And they're wearing the old like the White Sox. Are wearing the old White Sox uniform. Uh, they had the Yankees, and they're just randomly coming out like they were ready to play baseball. And it was probably one of the best baseball games that was played last week, or even in a really long time, because it went to like home run derby right at the end, and White Sox win. But it was super, super cool. I, I've never seen something like that where they took the movie and made it into real life but it was yeah. actually real life because it was a, an actual game it that felt, counted. i think baseball again i don't watch baseball too often but i think baseball really is one of the most cinematic sports mm. just because of like the potential of what you could do like the way it shot we've had such amazing baseball films um it's always like you know bottom of the ninth bases loaded like it's like those type of moments right and seeing this come to action seeing the video like it, it brought chills to me and i'm not a huge baseball fan but I hope sports start embracing things like this more because mm-hmm. I, I love when I see outdoor games. I love when you just you you inject the fun back into it because I think that's what's missing from a lot of sports where it just seems so same thing all the time, and like you're you're missing that fun aspect. Yeah, you know, and I think this was this this made it really special. Yeah, it was really cool. That's would, like, very cool. Would you want any other like what movie next one sport movie would you want to be reenacted? In some way, Children in of the actual corn. sport. <laughs> Children of the Corn. I Children want them to the come corn, out eh? with like holding like sights in their hand and just like giant like axes right. or even Jeepers Creepers. But those aren't sports movies. Though. Oh, well, they're, they're sports movies. Actually, they're specifically, specifically sports movies. It is a sport. They're the hunting field. for people. Okay. <laughs> you it know, I, l- listen, give a, let's see LeBron come out next season. Uh huh. Right? No, no, no. And no. who's behind him? 
Airbud. Oh, okay. Airbud. Airbud yeah. is with Airbud is what I would love to see. Yeah. I'd love just a bunch of golden retrievers on the next, you know, NBA game that's out there. Maybe <laughs> maybe we'll do it for like one of the, like the big all-star weekends. Just, just a, a bunch, bunch of, of dogs. <laughs> just the dogs. Try to, try to just like, shitting all over the court. Yeah. And just playing basketball. Why are dogs just shitting all over the court? Well, like, they're probably just nervous with the crowd. Who doesn't? <laughs> you know? Do you not shit in front of a crowd? There's no. just loud oh, noises speed, everywhere. No. I would love... For football, there's so many options for football. Any given Sunday? Yeah. We'll just get Al Pacino as a coach of oh, one God. team. And he's just saying that line. <laughs> and he's getting really mad on the on the sideline. Oh, okay. I mean, we could do... What like, else is there? Remember the Titans get Denzel to coach a game. And, and then they do the dance? They do the dance, yeah. Ryan Gosling's there, too. He's really... I want Ryan Gosling there. in one of a the sunshine. positions. No, he doesn't play Sunshine. Another guy plays Sunshine. Yeah, he, I want Ryan Gosling as his character from The Drive. But in Remember the Titans. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are there oh, sports Ryan Gosling drive. He could be in a, like in Ford versus Ferrari. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. What if they did like the throwing hammers? Keanu Reeves. He actually coaches a young like, oh. baseball team. In hardball. Real, oh, hardball. Like okay. hardball. I was sure you were going for the replacement. But yeah. it's the adult version. So yeah. Michael B. Jordan's there. Yep. And they actually have to play. They have to come back. Yeah. A MLB team. Wow. Oh, shoot. But they're like in street clothing and like yeah. they're just in regular. What if we do the, a, the, 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 yeah, no the like, Kumbawambas? What was their the name again? <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, yeah. I forgot their, I forgot their, uh, their, their name in the, in the movie, but then they're like the Kumbawambas or something like that. Dude, yeah, that, that could be like the new Space Jam type of movie, right? Where we just take actors from different sports movies and make them have to play. That's together. Space Jam 3, 4, sure. You get a team of players from different movies. MVP, the, the most valuable primate, just skates onto the basketball court. I like it. Yeah, I like that's it. our next one. We're gonna we're gonna pitch it to. Look, we have WB. to cut this out of the episode now, so nobody steals it. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, oh, you know what we should do? Yeah, we should go find like a twelve year old kid. Oh, okay, <laughs> break his arm. Oh, that, whoa, whoa, and then we could reenact Rookie of the Year, you, and oh. hopefully his arm sets in a way that he could throw pitches like crazy. <laughs> I was, I was just breaking twelve year. I don't care arms. how many kids I have, how many arms I have to break to find the one that will set where I could he could throw the ball really fast. I was very nervous where you were gonna go with finding a 12 year old kid and breaking Dude, their arm obviously if i'm looking for a 12 year old kid it's to break their arm so then okay since we already talked about um rookie of the year right that we just talked yeah about rookie it? of the year yeah why not talk about uh, a kid in king arthur's court i mean it stars the same kid or technically now he's an adult from uh rookie of the year and now he's also he's still playing little league but he's also a knight we can't go back in time why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. Those you are the rules? You don't like time. <laughs> no, yeah. no, That's time where you draw the line is <laughs> time travel where they're going to play. In, like, so everything else is okay so far. You got like every single Dude, I've broken an entire elementary school's worth of <laughs> yeah. arms. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, did you just time travel? You know how I feel about time travel. <laughs> I thought I was very clear on time travel. I like it. I really like it. Let's jump into some quick updates. Disney Plus Day announced for November 12th, 2021. So I'm assuming this is kind of like their investors day that they had last year, which yeah. we loved. We had a great time at that. It had no business being that good. No, none at all. It also was too long. So they should Way too it. long. Yeah. So, hope, I, But I think this is them seeing like, yeah, let's not make people watch an investor day yeah. thing. Let's actually have a proper event. Correct. Yeah. Tom Hanks sci-fi film Finch to release on Apple TV Plus November 5th, 2021. Idris Elba has been cast as Knuckles in Sonic 2, and there's now going to be a Free Guy sequel that we just found out, and Venom has been delayed to October 15th, 2021. So this Venom news, we... Venom. You knew I was going to do it, too. Yeah, I did. 
this Venom news was breaking and people were like, it's either going to move to October or to January. So it moved, ended up moving like three weeks. Is this going to mean anything? What does this mean? Yeah, What's a three-week move? Like, cases will only get worse, so less people will be able to see it, is what I yeah. think. Yeah, and also you moved another movie to October, and October already has 15,000 movies right with giant films, yeah. too. So I don't understand this move. It's a very interesting move Yeah, in the sense where I don't get it. No. But... I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Is it going to stay? Our cinema club uh, passes will be really used in the month of October. I oh, think. <laughs> we're gonna just we're gonna find out the limitations of that. In yeah, October, like, for sure. we can't do this anymore. No. <laughs> like just looking at the amount of movies coming out that week, there's no way that one studio's movie is going to be number one and making a ton of money in that month. That week alone. So October fifteenth is the last duel. Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Halloween Kills. So I would. So all I think all R rated as well. I'm assuming yeah. they're going to be all R rated. So except Venom would be PG. I think Venom's R. Is it Venom is R or is it PG thirteen? I'm pretty sure it's PG thirteen. Was the so, was the first one PG thirteen? I think so. So Venom Eddie Venom would probably win that week. Probably over Halloween. And, I don't know. I could see Halloween, but not by too. a lot of money. Like we ain't talking about ninety million. No, no. We're talking about maybe thirty five million. 30 million. Yeah. October is ridiculous. So, and then the next week, that 30 million is going to become 7 million. And that 7 million is going to become 1, 2. Because there's all of the other movies that are coming out with Top Gun. And I I think, well, what else? The week week after, literally the week after that film. So let me tell you, actually, let me start with the week before. The week before is No Time to Die. Right. Is October 8th. Um, the week after, again, like I said, the last duel, Venom, Halloween Kills, and Dune. The, sorry, Dune is the following week. Jackass Four is the following week. The French Dispatch is the following week. Yeah. Why? How is how is Venom Two coming out before Morbius as well? And also, yes, it's PG thirteen. I don't know, Shay. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like how can how have we not seen? How Morbius are all yet? of these movies coming out before? Also, No Time to Die. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. My goodness. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to kind of take in here, but um, November two, and then oh my God, you go literally from the twenty second of October. Next week is Last Night in Soho. The week after that is Eternals. The week after that is Ghostbusters. Uh, two weeks after that is Top Gun. Then King Richard. Then Resident Evil. Like oh my, like this is there's no way all these movies get hit. No. So with this news of Venom, Let There Be Carnage now being delayed, I think it's a good time for us to play this new segment, this new little game we like to call. Release delay stream. What do you think the game is about? Because the name is a little, uh, a little, you know, mysterious, a little vague. You know, RDS. I don't know. RDS. 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 That we're calling it RDS, now. RDS. You know, just we'll break it down nice and easy. Um, All right. I think you're going to make us guess whether a movie is going to actually release on its date. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be delayed, mm-hmm. or is it going to just go to streaming? Mm-hmm. Very close. Very close. What did I get wrong? Uh, nothing. Oh, but uh, I still don't want to give you the whole, the whole enchilada. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they say. So I'm going to throw out some films out there that aren't out yet. Um, I'm going to go a little deeper into 2021. We're almost in 2022. Isn't that crazy? I swear we just started 2021. And I want you guys to let me know if you think it'll be released on that date, delayed, or sent directly to streaming. All right. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's throw out. Hmm. We'll keep track of this in the notes, too, after, so we know who said what. I'll start with a big one. No Time to Die. 
So we're going right from there, right? Eh? Uh, no Time to Die, I think. Which is right now <laughs> dated for October 8th. Will come out. It will come out. I also think it will come out, but I also think that it will have a streaming option you think with so? it as well, too. And not considering PVOD, right? This is like streaming. I feel like there will be a streaming. I think it's, there's going to be something that happens with No Time to Die. Maybe I, This is me swinging for the fences right now. This is my Field of Dreams moment. Go ahead. They're going to announce No Time to Die will be in theaters and will start streaming on Amazon Prime exclusively for free the following week. I think it'll just come out in theaters. Okay. What about Halloween Kills? I think it releases. Yeah, I think it releases. I think it will release. Right now, they have two movies finished. And that was supposed to come out last two, year. Two and three, right? Yeah, two was supposed to come out last October. Yes. Yeah. It's a it, Thank God. It, it needs to come out. What about Dune? Yes. Dune is going to come out. Dune yeah. will come out. Okay, so October, we're pretty set on it. I'm going to throw another one out there. Do you think Venom stays in October, though? As of right now? Yeah. No. I think Venom gets leaves. delayed. Gets I think delayed. I think Venom will be pushed to January. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think so too. Uh what about Eternals? That's that's for November fifth right now. I think it's going to stay there but have premiere access. Yeah. So stay 100%. with premiere access. Yep. Okay. Ghostbusters Afterlife. This is November eleventh. I don't think this stays here. No. I think this gets delayed into Spider Man spot. And then Spider Man gets Spider Man gets pushed. Okay. Anthony? I'm going to say the same thing. Cause same I, thing. It makes sense because they're Sony movies and mm-hmm. we haven't heard anything from Spider-Man and, you know, Ghostbusters needs to come out. Spider-Man yeah. does not need to come out at this point in I time. Mean, I think it needs to come out before uh, Doctor Strange yes. does in March, but that yeah. also means is Doctor Strange going to get pushed? Most likely then. Is, is that going to get shifted, right? Because I, I could easily see Doctor Strange being shifted to May. Easily. You know? And Spider-Man being March or April. So, I totally. could easily see that happening. Um, this is a big one because this is going to rely heavily on IMAX, and this will be Top Gun Maverick. I think this is going to stay. Stay. You think uh, it's going to stay? stay. Yeah, Paramount needs this this year. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Also, it's it should have been out already. Like, it's a movie. Like, I think if a movie was supposed to come out in 2020, those movies should be releasing this year. Mm-hmm. They should not be delayed anymore. Just no. let them go. I swear to God, if the Batman gets pushed in any direction, even if it's sooner, I'll be sad. <laughs> even if you it's sooner. sooner. No, no, no. Like, if it gets, like, because I, I just know, like, the uh, Warner Brothers, I don't think it's going to be an issue as much this year because they have HBO Max. They're going to be like, you know what? They're coming out still. Mm-hmm. But I don't want the Batman to move because, again, I could also see the Batman being pushed to, like, June or something. Oh, like my that God. Part. Totally. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I'll do maybe two more for this year. Um, we've already kind of given our thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, <laughs> the Matrix Four. No, no, that's not coming out this year. No, I don't think it's coming out this year. It's not going to streaming. <laughs> well, HBO Max, right? But but I don't. I can't I think see. It's coming out I don't think year. it's coming out. You know? Are they done the movie? I don't know. You know what's weird? I could see like the Matrix them pushing it to like January first. I could even see them pushing it to next like November because like I feel like wow, we've heard yeah. nothing about this film. I don't even know how close it is to being done. We haven't even seen. We haven't even seen. Like a press photo. For I've the seen. I saw a set photo from before the pandemic. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. leaked set. Literally. Photo. Oh, look, they're in San Francisco. But There's we, a speck of Keanu Reeves but there. But we've seen not even like an official still from the movie. No, nothing. And nothing. even the title was like some guy just did it quickly on like yeah. MS Paint. This is the. <laughs> um, and then also, um, CinemaCon is coming up in the next couple weeks. It is. Yeah. 
there was rumors that we may see the Spider-Man trailer there. We were, we were going to be there at CinemaCon too. You know, but again, but, uh, you know, we yeah, made a choice. We didn't want the COVID. Yeah. That was, was a, a smart choice. choice. I think it was. Smart smart oh, I think it's a smart choice. Everyone backed out of it. A lot of people backed out. A lot of yeah. studios. A lot of these of uh, this this COVID going around. I heard. I heard about it. Still here. That yeah, didn't still end here. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe next year we'll go. <sighs> I think if there's so. no COVID, we'll see. COVID two. What? <laughs> uh, the King's Man. Uh, this film has to get a theatrical release due to contracts right. that were. That's why Free Guy didn't come on Premiere Access. Mm-hmm. Um. I hope this comes out. <laughs> uh, they, it just comes out. Like at this point, it just they, it just you, they just drop lose, it. Yeah, you, it. Disney already paid for the movie in a sense. Like they bought they bought Fox. Like it's that's, yeah. Like they don't lose money. They just don't get more money. Right. So I honestly just think just drop this film on Disney Plus or Stars and they, that, oh no, they can't. They for, can't. They sorry. have to. They have to. They have to go to the theaters or they just shelve it for the rest of its life. <laughs> just, I don't do you guys because I know Matthew Vaughn said that there's going to be Kingsman 3 yeah do you think we're going to see that anytime soon now seeing his Apple deal now with this whole you know delay in the Kingsman I think a lot of the steam in that train has been reduced yeah so. and obviously the golden circle didn't light the world on fire like the first yes. film did and now this is coming which like, is this would need to literally just catch the world on fire like you said for it to really proceed yeah. further. It needs to catch the world on fire. It doesn't need to release into a world that's already on fire. You know? Man. Dropping those bars. Dropping bars. But yeah, this, I think, The Kingsman, I think, will come out. And it'll be one of those movies that we're like, oh, wow, The Kingsman is coming out this week, apparently. Yeah. You know? They can't keep delaying it. No. No, they can't. And like you said, Anthony, can't. like, can't. all these 2020 movies, I'm like, those should have been first on the docket to get released. Because now we're in this weird spot where it's just like this is coming out but this still isn't out and it's a mess it really is a mess do you think they're gonna still go ahead and release death on the nile in, in february on february 11th is that with army hammer army mm-hmm. hammer and, and gal gadot <laughs> no i think that movie will be shelved i i feel so bad for the pr team working oh on that. so bad how who, who like, they're gonna have to market like the the background extras. that that is a film that i think will be sold off yeah that that Literally, the I 20th think 20th century film. I think Disney's going to be like, we're selling this to a streaming service. We're getting the hell away from this movie because we don't want to mm-hmm. do it. It's going to pop up on like Tubi or, or Quibi's going to come back. Yeah. It's or, yeah. AU or just, reality or just I, don't think, I don't think anyone's going to touch this film. No. And, oh, and Letitia Wright's in it as well, too. Oh, and she's. She was like, water? where? Sorry? Is she in hot water? She was. Well, she deleted her social media, right? Because she went on the whole... Oh, the anti-vax the thing. The anti-vax thing, Yeah, right? that's, a, that's a lot so, of... It's a uh, death uh, on the Nile, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so... Uh, also, Uncharted. That's February 18th right now. We've seen nothing... Should have been out already as well, too. one second of the movie. Uh, we'll get a trailer this year, uh, but I, Uncharted, I think they're going to push the summer. Okay. Oh, we're looking at 2022 movies, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Batman, I think, is going to stay where it is. Cool. And what about Doctor Strange 2? Based on... Spider-Man, that's the only thing that'll that's it? Ba- If Spider-Man comes out in 2022, Doctor Strange will get pushed to uh, May. Because okay. they can almost see them. Pu- but, uh, but Spider-Man is also a Christmas film. Yeah. Going back to Batman, I think Batman will be on HBO Max, but paid. You think so, eh? Yeah. Day oh, one? Day one. Because that's, a, that's day the new year? One. Day one. Day one. Why not? But they have already, they've already been working out deals for 45-day windows now, right? We saw that AMC deal go by, go through, I think, last week, where they agreed, like, 45 days exclusive to theaters. But does that hold up? 
if theaters are struggling what is it's such a for me personally looking at that contract doesn't make sense 45 days 45 days you might as well 90 days right i know that but like yeah just you might as well do same day like it eventually is heading towards that it's like they don't want to commit to it yet yeah I think eventually I it will get there, but it's just the, about the amount of money they'll make in those 45 days. Maybe they just don't see it as a good trade-off, right? But they probably make a lot of money because you're reaching but you're also, more people. You are, but you're also opening it up to more people pirating it, right? Dude, do you see the cameras on these phones? They can pull in amazing pirates yeah, but, now. But now, it's, but now it's easier. They can even hack the theaters now. Yeah. And just siphon video right from it. <laughs> Because it's all digital. Like, it doesn't make sense, man. You know, like those people, they're I've like, I've never oh, in my life heard I don't somebody do online banking siphoning the video from a movie theater. You could steal like, the negative, my, the negative and just scan each picture and b- rebuild it in iMovie. Dude, it's just like those people who think, oh, I don't do online banking. I don't do anything with, but the banks are already online. How do you think they communicate with? With one another, I get it. I get like, it. Like they're, and, and they're there. Like, it's, he's doing his like, also dude, like his conspiracy hands yeah. right now. These movies are all digital. They can be oh taken dude, dude, so quick. Look at dude, the Expendables. So I, we we did like a I did rapid fire of dude 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 there. Um, <laughs> a few years ago, the Expendables the three leaked like two weeks before the movie was supposed to come out. Even the Wolverine origin story one. Yeah, that, again, Wolverine Origins, uh, X Men Origins, Wolverine. That's it. Where they released, but they that leaked a version without the effects. Yeah, that was hilarious. Maybe this is a little bit off topic. Why do studios worry about pirated films? Because they're worried that they're not getting money. Right. Why? I was like, that, why, that was an easy answer. What <laughs> did the music industry do regarding pirated music? They started selling it digitally. Right. And then they started coming out with subscription service for the music. Right. You don't go to a a club to listen to an album before it comes out, right? Unless you're Kanye West and, you know. Right. Because that's because you know the album's never going to come out. Never come out. true. They need to really focus on to prevent pirated films is to make their movies accessible for a reasonable price everywhere. Right. Not just theaters everywhere and they will pirate people will be willing to pay for films if it's at a reasonable price i don't agree with that i don't i, I do but because dude, but why do people people, <laughs> people pirate netflix films yeah why but netflix still makes money right but netflix is so accessible right and that's the it's, thing like hbo max is accessible but they, ain't, they ain't losing tons of money based on the pirated Netflix no, but, content. No, but, but Netflix's whole strategy is as a digital platform. When we're looking at these traditional old studios, they're 100% in that same camp of like old music studios. A lot of the, the film studios are the music studios. I mean, Warner, Disney, Universal, those are the big music studios, right? But I think when they look at releasing something in theaters and having those numbers come in, that's like a billion dollars potentially for the big franchises, right? They'll get nowhere close to that if they do a digital release they won't i don't know i don't that's a di- that was a different world this is a different world it's now. true and 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 like you because said will we have billion dollar films again i don't know i don't think we're going to see one for a really long time now because i've had the taste me personally i've had the taste of watching films at home <laughs> are you a shark man <laughs> and like I've tasted no but like you give someone something you give it over con- you yeah. give a convenience to somebody you can never take it away yeah 
It's like the first time Anthony did coke. Same yeah. thing. He had, he had a little taste, and then he just he's got coke head now. Does <laughs> what does HBO Max? Because HBO Max, I think, is a big one. What does their subscriber base look like next year? Do people oh, keep it? Boy. Does anybody talk about HBO Max original content, or are they talking about just having HBO and having theatrical films? I, I guess it's tougher for us because we're not in the states, so we don't see the immediate impact of HBO Max. Right. Like we just see, like to us, HBO Max is just so scattered. It's a unicorn. Yeah, it's like we'll get like oh, like every time something's announced, we're like, okay, how are we getting that in Canada? Like I'm thinking about the Peacemaker series right now. Is that going to be just on Crave? Is that the hope right there? Right. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks that we can't, you know, be on the front lines for that one. But I would love to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's always question. Every every release now is a question mark. It's true. You know, and, and that's why we look at it, it's like, okay, and, and even these deals that we spoke about, forty five days. Everyone has a deal until there's no deal. That's true. You know, like people are going to stick to the forty five day window. Shang Chi, forty five day window. Until they don't. Yeah. You know, look at Onward. Onward came to Disney Plus so fast. So fast. Because that was the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Their studios are always going to adjust. So who knows what's going to happen next mm-hmm. year? You know, like, Anthony could be 100% right. They may look and be like, you know what? Why don't we just release the Batman day and date for people to buy? Yeah. Because at least people buying it day one. Just making him a premium price. You know, it's possible. Put the price up. If you charge it $50, people will buy it. And we, that will but, counter... But we counter said that, though. The, we the, said that all the time. Like, back in the day before the pandemic, we were like, yo, if they decided to charge $50 to watch something at home... No, you own it for 50 bucks. Right. Not even rent. You I, own it. Like, for sure. But then people don't even want to buy it on Premier Access, and that's the key for $34. Yeah. And and that's, I think, the right. problem, right? Like, we're, we're I think for us who, who care about that, we'll 100, we 100% see the... We see the value value. there. Yeah. But for general audience, the audience that are making it the billions of dollars, they're just like, no, I'll just, I'll wait. I'll just pirate it or I'll pirate it. And that's the weird spot we're in right now. We're in such a weird spot with movies. We're in a really weird spot. They're going to siphon. They're going to siphon the movie. They're going to siphon the movie. I I also did imagine somebody with like a hose in their mouth just siphoning the air and the movies just... (laughs) Why does this projector have an HDMI out on it? <laughs> Someone just there their MacBook USB plug. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> the hard drive is literally just like a USB key, it's like a sand disk. It's like oh, it's, oh, it's also only just a gig. Like, oh, oh, wow. You can't fit the movie on there. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Let's get into what's out this week. That was a great conversation, by the way, though. Uh, the Night House. We'll have a review up for the Night House sometime this week when you least expect it. Maybe in at your night. house. In your house. In your house. The. And we'll also have a review <laughs> for reminiscence. Oh well, no, we actually—I don't know. Will we have a review for reminiscence? At some point, I think. At some point, I hope. I, at some point, I hope. Yeah, we're still waiting yeah. to see what's happening with that film, yeah. but I think we'll eventually see it. Is that an HBO so. Max film too? Yeah, no, it's right. Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers. It's it will be original? on HBO Max. It's not an HBO Max original. Okay, no. just a, it's, it's a Warner it Brothers was, film okay. that will be releasing day and date on HBO Max. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Which mean, but again, for Canada, I don't think they've said anything. I think it's still theaters. Only. I think it's just theaters here now. Yeah. What are we watching, Anthony? We'll start off with you. Um, this week I watched Untold, a Netflix uh, docu series. Uh, it's kind of like their Thirty for Thirty. Uh, this week was on the Malice in the Palace, which was really, really well done. I watched Field of Dreams. I watched that game, uh, The Night House, Batman, and the Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Sorry, I wanted to put the Great there, movie. but. Um, yes, that was a great, I think it came out in 1993. It's kind of like mm-hmm. another version of how Batman 
became or thought of the 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 bat as his um symbol symbol as well as his love life which was something that you never saw like he was battling between being the batman and becoming you know the the husband to the, to the to this this woman okay and and these are trying to avoid spoilers for <laughs> yeah, a 28 year old movie lady <laughs> well, it was no, a, it's just an interesting take cuz you know there's so many Hold on. Almost there's 30. so many different versions of batman's origin story this was different cuz he was conflicted with being yeah. the batman and we, having a life yeah because we never saw his origin story as much in the animated series no, like the animated right. series just kind of starts yeah right and but then like it's so different because batman's just i'm batman like nothing is in his way because justice is what he wants but this one was you know i could have a, a real life with this woman yeah but it's it's an interesting twist at the end that you if you haven't seen it i won't spoil it but yeah watch it on crave Really great movie. Really like Malice in the Palace, though. That yeah, was it was really good. A very good um, docu series. If for those who don't know about it, it was this game between uh, the Detroit Pistons and the Indiana Pacers back in two thousand two thousand four two thousand four, where um, there was things a huge fight broke out with the fans and the amb- basketball players specifically from Indiana, and just I remember that story because. You saw basketball these basketball players run into the stands, specifically um, uh, Meta World Peace. Or, yeah, Meta World Peace was there. Um, oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like fighting fans. And it was just pandemonium, pandemonium. It was, and they got like everyone's take on it. And it was just how the media twisted it and how they were. They turned the, ba- they turned the basketball team into the bad guys. Yeah, right? they're like all these thugs and they were referring to them as because they 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 had like this thug mentality and they were black and that that's that that's the way they think they're gonna just go fight people yeah it's all it was no that wasn't this yeah it's not this it's so different like if you take the media from 2004 and look at it now right it's that was 100 percent racist oh 100 yeah. percent racist yeah it's, it's a really well made and like you said it reminded really me a lot made. of the 30 for 30 um yeah it was really great and i i like that netflix is Doing more. Yeah. Um, I think next week is like Caitlyn Jenner. And then there's a bunch of other sports stories that are coming out. So looking forward to that. Cool. Dan, what about yourself? Uh, I didn't watch anything. uh, Nothing really new as much this week with the exception of Reservation Dogs, which I really liked. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the Taika Waititi series uh, that takes place like on a reservation. And uh, it's just cool seeing like these kids. It reminds me of a lot of like Hunt for the Wilder People where it's like these kids, they want to go to California they're also kind of just stuck dealing with their life on this reservation and like the different, like their kind of gang and some other gangs that are there. And it just, it's almost, almost like an R rated version of recess oh, where it's like, nice. it's just like this, these young kids who are together dealing with life, dealing with their families, but also having the aspirations of wanting to do more. Mm-hmm. And it has classic, just like Taika type Jokes. humor and yeah. stuff like that. It's really, really good. Um, that's, on, that's on Hulu and on, or FX, I believe it's on FX here mm-hmm. in Canada. Uh, watch the Suicide Squad again uh, with you, Shay. And I guess technically the second time I watched it, uh, I had to leave for a family emergency. I watched it again with my dad. I finally finished Dark Side of the Ring. We watched it in 40X. We did watch it in 40X, that. which was uh, really uncomfortable this time around. Yeah. I, I wasn't as big I, of a I fan of it. I prefer the one that we, the 40X that we had in downtown, the one here in uh, our it, area. Yeah. Was not as strong. No water again. I don't know if it's like a COVID thing or. Also, it just. It was more D box than anything else. Yeah, there's just 
throwing COVID at you, man. <laughs> also, uh, I watched Iron Man 1, mm-hmm. Iron Man 3, mm-hmm. and then the short film All Hail the King, mm-hmm. which was like a Marvel one-shot they did to, to reveal that Trevor Slattery, who is the Mandarin in Iron Man 3, took over the persona of the actual real Mandarin who was out there, which we will now see in Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. So that was already set back up in 2013, and now we're finally getting it paid off eight years later. Mm-hmm. So that was it. That was really it for me. Cool. Yeah. For myself, uh, I finished season one of The Sopranos, and I'm almost done season two. I'm loving this show. I cannot wait for this movie that's coming going to be coming out. Hopefully not delayed. I doubt it will be. I hope it's good. Yeah, is hope it's I good. hope it's good, too. I mean, I'm not... Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the movie because I'm really hyped on the show right now, but I don't have high hopes for the film. I guess that makes sense. It's written by... Well, it's yeah. it's produced by David Chase. Yeah. So that's a good thing. But the director. Even though you he know, is they, a veteran I, I read director. an ar- article with him in, in it, and he was talking about like he, he like how he hit rock bottom as a director. David Chase? Yeah. Uh, no. Um, Alan Taylor? Alan, Alan Taylor? Taylor. Oh, okay. And after Genesis and all that, and then... He like his kind of reincarnation, and hopefully, hopefully, yeah, this, this is, is it. it. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah, like, he's... yeah, I Genesis was a bad film. Yeah, he admits that. Even Thor: The Dark World. Yes, yeah. he just hit rock bottom with it. And I, I don't mind Thor: The Dark World. It's just I, Thor: The Dark World isn't a bad movie. It just, it's just definitely a step down. I think from when for it to fall. Is literally, it, is it worse than Black Widow? I think Black Widow has taken that title. Mm. You think Black Widow is the worst MCU film? At this moment, yes. Because I remember... That's for me personally. Yeah, yeah. No, that, I remember that's, that's Thor The Dark World more than I remember Black Widow. I'm yeah. trying to think now. I, Black Widow to me is definitely at the, at the lowest end of the MCU order, I'd say for sure. So it's, 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 it so definitely, it's the, the, the last one for it's you. It's definitely like... It, it toggles between Thor The Dark World and, and Black Widow for me, yeah. Like those are the ones that if, if it came to a rewatch, I'd be like, oh, I'll skip that one. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think it's it's definitely lower end MCU, but even lower end MCU, like people so didn't leave. End. Yeah, it's people didn't leave Thor: The Dark World, and I and I'm somebody who I don't think it's a great film, but there's still it's still entertaining, mm-hmm. you know. And I think and Dark I think elves. That, and I think that's just the MCU in general. It's yeah, like, yeah even even when it's at its not worst. As, at at its worst, it's still. Much good better, yeah. like good to okay is still like the lowest it's gone right right mondo right? did a print for that movie really really oh, with the dark elves right yeah uh i don't know if they're dark elves but it was really i'll pull it up but okay it's really really good cool cool, cool. But yeah I, I, and then genesis was yeah well, genesis we don't talk about but, that. but here's the thing i also don't even fault him for genesis because people turn like people james cameron and the studio have turned terminator into something that i don't think needed no. a million sequels we've had three failed attempts at a terminator 3 yeah and just leave it alone you can't you can't make a story about those characters anymore but we'll, we'll get into that someday i think yeah. that's gonna be a great time Matt's and sure. uh Tallman's doing a, a season a, series doing a show now yeah and which we've also had a show before the sarah chronicle sarah connor chronicles yeah so which yeah. i actually really like that show we'll see um, I watched Coda twice this week as well. I showed it to my girlfriend. She absolutely loved it. And then I showed it to my mom and she also loved it. So I, I'm, this movie is definitely going to be in the top five, I think for me this year. I'm, um, yeah, I love Coda. If you haven't seen Coda yet, it's available on Apple TV plus. Um, if you bought an Apple product in the last year, you probably have Apple TV plus. So go ahead, make sure you subscribe and watch this movie. It is a highest honor that we can kind of give it here. I think, you know? 
Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I thought you I thought you were going to go into no, that. Because I saw your eyes, and I was like, oh, yeah. maybe he's going to say something, but he didn't say No, anything. Coda, what more can we say about Coda? Yeah, Coda's, we, we have a review Coda for is phenomenal. We all liked it. Uh, all right. We, like, what else do we have to I'll say about it? I'll shut my mouth. I'm um, so sorry. Yeah, I watched I watch it this week, too. I <laughs> uh, showed the family, and they loved it. I know when my dad doesn't fall asleep for something, he my dad could it. fall asleep during like the loudest action scene. People just screaming at him. Mm-hmm. He'll be dead to the world. But oh. this film, he was just locked on. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so the Dark Elves are basically in their ships in this picture that we're... Anthony's showing at. us a, a, a poster from Thor. The yeah, there's no Dark Elves in the poster. Well, they're inside the ship, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so is, you know, we could be in the ship. We, we for could all be. We know. But probably not, though. Um, <laughs> I, I, I watched the Suicide Squad. Uh, my girlfriend and I are still watching WandaVision, and uh, we watched The Night House, which we'll have a review out for. And a show that I went back to, and uh, I only went back to it because I remembered what it was about again. And I also because I love Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, but it was The Last Man on Earth starring Will Forte. And it um, the show is about a virus that happens in 2020. So really on the nose. A little uh, bit. A little bit. Little the bit. show came out about four or five years ago now. So, yeah, they were ahead of their game. I Season one, I enjoyed. It was like I kind of just powered through it. Uh, I'm on season two right now, almost halfway through season two. And it is so much better than season one like this is a show where i'm like wow season two phenomenal i have been laughing so hard watching season two so i highly recommend it. it's available on disney plus can people start at season two and be okay no i i, I don't think so i don't so. like that sound you just yeah, made. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I mean there is a recap but i think to really get an understanding of the characters you kind of want to watch season two to get an idea because a lot of the jokes in season two are just uh you know, calling back to season one, but making fun of the situation in season one. So it's like, if, if you ever found season one to be cringy or just hard to watch, season two really kind of acknowledges that. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's all I really watched. I mean, this was a bit of a longer episode because we also have our uh, conversation with Cinco Paul on here as well, you know, which is a great conversation. Again, you can follow us at The Movie Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd, and more. Make sure to write in at hello at themoviepodcast.ca with any questions, corrections. If Daniel flubbed up on this episode too, let me know. Call him out because I think he deserves it. I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Write in to us. Let us know what you're watching as well. We'd love to shout out what you're watching on the show also. And of course, that was this time with The Movie Podcast. And we'll see you next. <laughs>